0: The Blaze Radio Network. On demand.
1: Mm. Uh, I love Patriot Mobile. I love Patriot Mobile, too. I don't know why people don't do this. I don't know either, because I think people just get, you know, you get stuck in the rut of, you know, the some company you've been with for a while with your cell phone, and... You don't think about where your money's going, but I mean, it's going to a lot of times hardcore left wing causes because these companies spend tens of millions of dollars supporting progressive candidates, progressive causes, Mm -hmm. and
2: it's your money, right?
1: You're paying it to them and they're paying it to that. The great thing is you still have
2: the same great service, you know, Mm -hmm. using backbones and you have the great service, however... You're not paying all the extra fees to these companies that they're taking and diverting to causes that you hate.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, it really doesn't make any sense to do it the other way. Patriot Mobile is fantastic. Go to patriotmobile.com switch. They're going to help conservative causes. It's patriotmobile.com/blaze. Get started today when you use the offer code blaze. You're going to waive your activation fee for up to two lines. Just stop supporting the left wing causes. Patriotmobile.com/blaze or one eight hundred a patriot for Patriot Mobile. It's worth a couple of minutes to make this switch. It makes a big difference. Glenn,
2: Beck. Oh my gosh. Have you noticed that the press is not concerned at all about this uh, caravan? They say this caravan's not going to make it up to the United States. This is just nonsense. And why are they talking about it now? Really? So is the caravan a political message or a weapon? The 7,000-strong migrant caravan now appears to be both. We know that this migrant invasion force was organized in Honduras by the leftist political party looking to embarrass the current right-wing government. We know that. You're not going to hear that on television. You're not going to hear that from the, the leftist mainstream news. You won't hear it because that hurts their case. They want everybody to look like they're just weak and helpless and children making a twenty five hundred mile march. Wow, that seems pretty strong to me. This entire charade has been one giant political stunt. But the question on my mind is, who's paying for this? Moving 7,000 people is incredibly expensive and difficult. What about the people who can't make it to 25 miles or 2,500 miles? What about the people who might have heat stroke, might sprangle, uh, uh, you know, have an accident, break their leg, sprang their ankle? What happens to them? Is there any medical treatment? You would think that the left would be really. Really, really intent on finding who's providing the water, who's providing the food. How are these people? You're not just going into a town with 7,500 people and everybody going to a restaurant. How are these people eating? Is there no heart on the left Can somebody tell me I'm concerned about their health? I'm concerned about their welfare. I'm concerned about their health care. How do you move 7,000 people and not have people starve? How do you move 7,000 people and not have people need water? Basic sanitary uh, conditions. What, What is happening? How about the children? How about the babies that are in strollers? Are those strollers built for a 2,500-mile march? Shouldn't somebody, shouldn't CNN be down there asking the questions, raising the money for better strollers? These poor children. Now, who could write this check? Who is writing the check for all of this? Well, I asked Governor Abbott about it yesterday in an interview. Who's funding all this? He hinted that the Trump administration was fully aware. Now, my question is, did Mike Pence let the cat out of the bag yesterday from the Oval Office? Mike Pence, our vice president, said, quote, at the president's direction, I spoke to President Hernandez of Honduras. He told me that the caravan that is now making its way through Mexico, headed for our southern border, is organized by leftist organizations and financed by Venezuela. This isn't Donald Trump. This isn't Mike Pence. This is the president of Honduras. Now that puts this caravan into a completely different context, doesn't it? This caravan of poor migrant workers has suddenly become an invasion force financed by a radical revolutionary Marxist in the president of Venezuela. So it seems to be perhaps more than just a Honduran political message. This is a weaponized attack. But I know CNN doesn't want to cover that. Can you just please find out, do they have enough water? Who's bringing that water in? Can you please have some compassion and just find out who's feeding these people? Who's caring for their medical needs on a 2,500-mile journey? Can you please find that out for the love of humanity? I pointed out on multiple occasions the caravan organizers have ties to both Castro and Maduro in Venezuela and Cuba. This new information from Mike Pence makes sense. If you're Venezuelan President Maduro, you want to attack the United States, but you barely have enough money to buy any toilet paper. How do you do it? Well, you don't use conventional means. You reach out to your allies. You're revolutionaries, you're Marxist zealots in South America, and you organize and fund thousands of people to flood the U.S. border. It's a pretty inventive way to strike back. Not only is it a form of economic warfare, but it also destabilizes the U.S. political structure. And that's not to mention how many criminal elements might be tagging along. How many Venezuelan or Cuban spies are uh, using this as cover to enter our country? How many terrorists might be riding along with the intention of attacking the U.S. targets? Reports this morning are saying that more than two caravans, two more caravans are currently forming. One in El Salvador and now one in Guatemala. To use a military term, Are we being attacked in waves? Was the first caravan of 7,000 just the first wave? How many more will we see? And if this allegation is correct, there is no other way to describe it. The United States is under attack.
0: It's Wednesday, October 24th. Oh my gosh,
2: Glenn Beck! You're listening to the Glenn Beck program. Glenn Beck is... He's such a conspiracy theorist. Now I say that there's, there's, we're being attacked, and these poor little... I, I know, I know. So, I'm really with you. I only said those things because the Zionist had a gun to my head, and I had to say them. Now I'm I'm free from my Zionist masters, so let me just say this to the mainstream media. Please, please find out if they have enough water and how that water is getting to those 7000 please find out if they have enough food who's providing that food for them cuz i want to hold them up on my shoulders i want to be able to say look at this generosity they're 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 scheduling the trucks and paying for the trucks to move the food and the water and the and the sanitary conditions please please cnn please just for for humanitarian reasons, please find out. Welcome to the program, Stu. Also, we um, we, uh, we welcome uh, Jason. Uh, now I, I don't know which one it is.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm certainly not going to help you. <laughs> I'm not going to help you. Jason what? What's his last name? I know his last name, but who, I don't know. I mean, you know, know. who he I is. Never how many know, years I is never he...
2: know how to pronounce it now because I can't remember which one's right and which one's wrong. How many years has he worked for you? A long time. Huh? <laughs> I don't recall. Various different roles. I don't recall. A good tight, good close
1: friend, I would say. Is how <laughs> Jason Buttrill is now. with us now. <laughs> wrong one.
2: Jason Buttrill is with Boom. us now. <laughs> okay. Okay. I got it now. All I have to do is concentrate on but. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Jason <laughs> Buttrill is uh, nope, with Wrong us. one. Jason Buttrill is with us now. <laughs> It's the same word. It's just different in, 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 in emphasis. So That's all should, it is. You should just, I don't know, maybe pick the right emphasis. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Thank you, Stu. <laughs> it's not my name. And Jason, welcome to the program. Jason has been following this caravan thing uh, for uh, quite a while. And we've been talking about the use of this tactic for, I don't know, years. This is what they're doing to the Israelis. Mm. They have they are attacking the Israeli borders. And what do they do? The Israelis respond, but the media only only covers the response, not the attack. And they never look into who's really funding all of this. It's just, oh, poor Palestinian children want to come over. No, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. And it appears more and more that that's not what this is either,
3: Jason. Right. And this is something that's it's kind of amazing when you look at how the media just doesn't cover the things. or They don't look in the directions they're supposed to be looking at. And it's amazing to me that our small little media footprint here, we were the only ones to point this out long before anybody else even started catching on. Like, you were the first one. I think this was, like, two and a half weeks ago or something like that. That said, wait a minute, who are these guys that are organizing all this? And when we dug into it, we were like, wow, these are, like, radical leftists. These are radical leftists with ties to both Maduro and to uh, Raul Castro in Cuba. And the people. F- and the former uh,
2: head of state for Honduras, who was, surprise, surprise, uh, Barack Obama said, was a coup well, no, it was the Supreme Court that said of Honduras that said, the president is, is acting unconstitutional. He is trying to change the Constitution so we can have a military state under his rule. So the Supreme Court said, arrest him and kick him out. Right. That, that's, that's what happened. That's what happened. Now, they're unhappy about that. Now, can you tell me a little bit about Alba? Because most people don't know about Alba.
3: Yeah. So when uh, that 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 now deposed leftist Marxist uh, president, when 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 he just before he was deposed, he was working on with both Venezuela and Cuba this massive, like I want to call it like a European Union uh, type alliance within South America and it was it was called alba and it was called the i think the acronym was something along the lines of, of the alliance for the bolivarian uh, people of our america so it was that was supposed to be the check to of us power our- to rise up in south america All right. and um yeah our america mm-hmm. And they were going to have their own currency. Um, I don't know about maybe military uh, agreements would have pro- possibly could have followed. I mean, there were big plans for this. I also want to point out that one of the key observers, you know how like in international, international agreements, trade agreements, you have like key outside observers. Mm-hmm. That um, One of them, their main one was Iran, who is also a, yeah. uh, an ally of Venezuela. Huh. Um, keep that in mind for a little bit later in this discussion when we talk about possible people who are tagging along. And some of these caravans. Okay, we're going to get to that here in just a
2: second. First, I want to thank our sponsor this half hour. Thank you so much, Relief Factor, not only for sponsoring this program, but also I've been taking Relief Factor now for almost a year. We're a couple weeks shy of a year now. Uh, And it has, I've gotten my life back. I have gotten my life back. Um, I was in so much pain all the time. And Stu, I mean, works
3: really close. And had to put up with it uh, had to put up with the whining and no, the complaining no, that's and the, not
1: yeah no all the time no you know, really all the time no it's really ask not. your friend jason Petrill about it he remembers it as well he's no, your close true, friend no, jason petrill is,
2: Batrill, uh, is yeah. a guy who would jason remember. has seen me pull through jason has seen me go do things where he has said don't do it don't do it mm-hmm. don't do it just turn around go home don't do it and i'm like no jason no <laughs> oh. i'll stand Wow. Yeah. So this
1: you know, this, yeah. this guy who went through all this extensive military training. No, you don't have to talk about that. He was we don't impressed talk about by you. you. We don't have to talk
2: about you know, all the stuff he's done. Okay. Why do you make it about him all the time? <laughs> anyway, relief factor. I feel like I really have gotten my life back. This is 100% drug free it's created by doctors it helps fight against your body's um, inflammation and and that's really where most of our pain c- comes from you can try it for 3 weeks if it doesn't work if it doesn't work in 3 weeks i don't think it's going to work for you try it for 3 weeks now here's the key 70% over 70% of the people who try it for 3 weeks go on to order month after month after month relief factor it works Get your life back. Get out of pain. ReliefFactor.com. That's ReliefFactor.com. If you have uh, watched and listened to this program and read the things that we have written, you're not surprised and you are way ahead of the game of what's going on with this caravan. Let's give you some additional information because it's 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 very important what Mike Pence said yesterday. Mike Pence came out in the Oval Office and said, this is being funded by Venezuela. Now, the mainstream press, they're not going to do anything but
3: ridicule that. But this makes sense. It makes perfect sense. And it does sound crazy when you first hear about it. Like, if you're not, if you don't know the backstory, you're like, Venezuela? Venezuela? You know, like oh, here we go again. They're yeah, just they like, can't. They can't afford anything. Yeah, they're just blaming something on the country so we can get involved or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, or or yeah, or the, how do they even have the money to do this? But um, it makes perfect sense when you hear when you put it into the context of the relationship that Honduras had with uh, both Venezuela and Cuba. It makes absolutely perfect sense. In particular, these this group that started this caravan.
2: They are the group that is that backed the ousted Marxist uh, radical uh, president that was ousted in Honduras.
3: Right. And they're they still have a like populist avenue to go toward. like their goal. Their stated goal is still to restore that president back to to power. And he was and they do have kind of a case there and an international case because he was democratically elected. Mm -hmm. So really, if they can make such a firestorm. Such a big media uprising over this, get international support and backing. They could technically, eventually, make, try and get this guy back into power. But that is their goal. And that's where this started. And I think that's where Honduras, the, the, this party, these people in Honduras, why they originally organized this. But Venezuela also has other reasoning, reasons to be behind this. Now, if you, I mean, you think about it, just was it, a few months ago, um, Venezuelan President Maduro uh, just survived a, uh, an assassination attempt. And he blamed the United States. He blamed the United States for um, mm-hmm. uh, for backing those people. He blames the United States for the economic war. For basically, every, all the things that are wrong with them. it's not socialism. It's the United States' fault mm-hmm. that, it, that socialism is not working, not the theory behind mm-hmm. it. Um, so he blames us for all these things. So if you are Maduro, you want to strike back. They just tried to kill you, in his words. How do you do it when you can't compete with the United States in a conventional manner? You have to go non-conventional ways. Right. And
2: you have to understand, too, that... It was the ousting of the Honduran presidency, the guy this caravan supports. When he was ousted, the first thing the new government did or one of the first things the new government did was get out of the Alba agreement, which was agreements of, hey, we're going to prop each other up. So as soon as Honduras pulled out away from Venezuela, that hurt them economically. Big time. So he's got a
3: double reason for doing this. This is huge. And this is huge. So you really need to look at it through that lens. They have a gigantic political and future economic reasoning behind all this. There's a very big plan, you know, in place to do, to do all this. I mentioned before that um, Iran and both Syria were big time observers of this economic union. And a lot of people have been focusing on, well, what if ISIS gets into this, uh, you know, to this group or whatever? You mentioned the possibility of Cuban intelligence, Venezuelan mm-hmm. intelligence, which I think is probably 90% likely that they are a part of this caravan. Um, but also, uh, through, uh, Iran, Hezbollah. Hezbollah could be all in this uh, caravan. I, I have no information on that and no, no intelligence behind it. But because of all the actors, because of everyone involved, and because of the people that are, uh, are supporting Cuba, this. Venezuela, Iran. Right. Got it. You could be like Hezbollah would be my if I'm in a U.S. intelligence operative, I'm looking for Hezbollah links, you know, inside this caravan. And I guarantee you the U.S. uh, intelligence uh, um, agencies are all over this. I'm sure we've infiltrated this. That's why when when the vice president of the United States says that, oh, the Honduran president told me this, he's not reporting on hearsay like that would be hearsay unless they seriously have something behind it. I fully think that he knows. I think I heard your interview with uh, Governor Abbott yesterday. Yeah, he knew. He knew as well. He knew. And, of course, that's something he would not come out and say, oh, Venezuela's behind this. Mm -hmm. The governor of Texas is not going to say that. Mm -hmm. But I do think Vice President Pence tipped his hand on that. I I fully think that they're behind this. Now, the question now is, how does this escalate? You mentioned waves of attacks. We already know there's a a caravan forming in El Salvador. There's a caravan forming in Guatemala. And who are they forming? Who's forming them? Now, I, we don't know the organizers yet, but those are all, they're all on the same border, all with Honduras. Right. So the same people, that Liberty and Refoundation Party, look that up when you're looking th- these things up and doing your own homework. Liberty and Re-Foundation Party in Honduras. I would not be surprised if we, if we hear more names in El Salvador, in Guatemala, forming these uh, caravans. Because the uh, Honduras border was sh- uh, shut down pretty heavily. They cracked down on that border, so they can't send more people from Honduras anymore. So they're probably going those uh, their allies in El Salvador and Guatemala are probably just forming them in their border countries.
2: And the press won't look into this. In fact, the press is downplaying this now. And the reason why is because they know this is a nightmare for Democrats in the election. This is an absolute nightmare. The buildup to it. What happens on the border May actually work to their advantage politically because you'll have the big bad American soldiers standing up. But the buildup before the border, they are saying this is a conspiracy. We don't know where they're headed. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We know what their intent is to cross our border and mass. You need to start demanding and tweeting the press looks into the humanitarian uh, issues of this caravan. Who's providing the water and the medical care? Because we're all very concerned about this caravan. Who is paying for the food, the water, and emergencies? I'm just looking at... I mean, do these... Do these Honduran kids? This is the stuff, and uh, you know, NBC and ABC and 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 CNN should be looking into. Do they have any Bob strollers for the kids? Because those are mm-hmm. those are built to last. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. a jogging stroller, off road, big tires. Yeah, you need you that. Need you those. can't go on a yeah. twenty five hundred mile track with just any stroller. Yeah, one of those little like umbrella strollers that just going to fail gonna in fail. the first you know
1: eight hundred nine hundred miles. And then what happens? And Then, then what?
2: what happens?
1: Then you're going to have to get a baby Bjorn
2: and you're going right. to have to
1: throw, toss the kid in that thing.
2: And Man, that's going to, that's you know, not good. I
1: think over a couple thousand miles, your back would,
2: would not be able to handle that. Yeah. 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 Or you get the silver cross Aston Martin, uh, two. That's about that. That stroller is about, uh, $5,000. I okay. hope they have that. That should last. That should last. That should last. And and you mm-hmm. look, these poor migrants are going to have those, right. they likely already have them. Uh, right. Well, I don't know. <laughs> you don't think? Well, I don't see a lot of women or uh, children actually in uh, most of the photos. Pat is joining us now from Pat Gray Unleashed. Now uh, precedes. Glenn, have this you program. not seen this photo of all,
4: all these children? Look at it, the 12 twelve-year-old boy children. Okay, they all—they <laughs> everybody in that picture <laughs> the, looks the like they're twenty-five-year-old male. Well, they're—I uh, mean, according to the U.S. government, you're a child until you're twenty-six. Okay, look at these children. They're—they're they're they're all. all they're, They're all, all probably just... 20 to 30 year old children. Yeah, and yeah. there's probably, what, <laughs> 300 in this photo? I'm scanning. I don't see, I see a lot of children, but no women. <laughs> no women in this photo at all. And when you say you see a lot of children, you see no I see, children. I see no children. Okay.
1: Yeah. We should point out you're, it, a 20, you know, what about the 26 year old definition? You see a few children, but that's the only way you see children.
4: I'll tell you the other endearing thing to me right, is the waving of the. The carrying for two thousand miles of the Honduran flag. Yeah, amen. It's really they, very nice. Thank you. The, the fact that they're fleeing their country because it's so poorly run and no, no, that's so violent. Why, no, that's not why they're fleeing. Oh, I'm sorry. Why are they? Why are they fleeing?
2: Oh, they're they're fleeing because as a political statement, because um, mm-hmm. there was an uh, an overthrow of their. Government, their their particular candidate who was president yeah. because he was uh, uh, he was trying to change the constitution and the Supreme Court of Honduras said uh, illegal arrest him uh, and uh, uh, exile him. No, 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 no. 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 I am looking at this political article that explains mm. the facts
1: on oh, the character. Okay. Oh, good. All right, so, okay, good. Here are the facts. Yeah, the facts from Politico. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Um, what's the principal reason migrants are traveling to the U.S.? Right, mm, right, and mm-hmm. you said something about what? Some dictator, communist? What? What mm. was your little rant there? Yeah, this is a this this is unbelievable. Was, this was
2: organized. <laughs> this is organized by a, uh, uh, you know, a revolutionary mm. uh, party. He, he's
4: despicable. He is. despicable. not he too? Okay, you. so what do they say? Wow, what's the real
2: truth? The
1: real reason is experts cite violence, poverty, and family connections in the U.S. as the oh, primary forces driving migrants from mm. Honduras, as well as the possibility mm. they might be able to remain once they arrive. Look, you're talking about people who are facing violence. Violence. People who are very poor. Very poor. Who who are already connected through their families Mm. to the United States. Mm. And they just want the possibility... That they might be able to remain once they arrive. Wow! Is that This all guy. Ask? What is this guy saying? He's talking about communism over here. Mister, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's
2: despicable. Well, no, I'm asking. Communism's I'm, dead. I'm asking. I hope you do that. <laughs>
1: I, I, the 1980s called. They want their. They want their foreign affairs service back. They want all their ideas from the from the Reagan years back. It's I, not Rocky IV anymore. <laughs> Ivan Drago is going to come hurt
2: you. I. Uh, uh, I would just. Uh, I just. I just want. The mainstream media just to check on the children. Yes. Just could you do yes. some reports on how are they? How, who's taking care of the medical care?
4: Yeah. Who's who <clears throat> is
2: who is taking care of the food for seven thousand people? The diapers. The, the diapers, diapers involved alone with the, with the infants. The sanitary conditions um, must be extraordinary. Oh, how are golly. they sleeping? How are mm-hmm. they moving? Well, somebody, because I want to help. Oh. help. I want oh, to help. I just need to know if Shepherd Smith
4: showed where they were sleeping. They're sleeping on the pavement, and it's burning hot pavement that they're mm, sleeping on. Yeah. And um, well, where are they getting the water? Because you can't take seventy five hundred people into a small town,
2: you know, and 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 go into the Seven Eleven and say, "Hey, we need, you know, fourteen thousand bottles of water." <laughs> you can't. No. No one for right now because I'm a little thirsty. We haven't mm. we haven't had a drink in 200 miles, mm-hmm. so I'm going to take one for the road. One for the road for everybody, and one for drink now. Yeah, I just need 14,000 bottles of water.
4: I'm sure the Stuckies that they're stopping at probably has 14,000 right. bottles of water. Okay, yeah. So I'm sure it's they just stop at Stuckies, you know, okay. along the way, mm-hmm. pick right. up their Could supplies. Be.
1: And you, um you keep saying something about a political stunt. Uh, you keep talking about
4: this the funding. The
1: funding. Well you want well, to the, the funding and supply answer. chain well. I it right here. Oh, okay. You, oh all these questions about oh where did they get where did they got that mm-hmm. from. Uh who organized or caused the caravan? Mm-hmm. Bartolo Fuentes. Bartolo Fuentes initially organized it in mm-hmm. an October fourth Facebook post. He shared a graphic promoting a migrant march. The graphic told migrants and protesters to gather on October twelfth at a bus station in San Pedro Sula, one of the most violent cities in the world. Quote, We don't leave because we want to. Violence and poverty chases us out. Mm. Oh, but oh, but go ahead, assign these negative wow. these negative motivations. So Glenn. Who's... Go ahead. A, a, a Facebook post completely organic. A mm-hmm. Facebook post where he just wanted people to run away from violence and poverty. That is it. That's why well, he's so proudly shining his Honduran flag I, through all these
2: other nations. I stand he, corrected. Thank you. I stand corrected. You know, the the, mm-hmm. the Arab Spring had nothing to do with the coordination of the Muslim Brotherhood and, oh, and groups like no. that. That was just a Facebook post. I stand corrected. Mm-hmm. It's about time benghazi was just a spontaneous mm-hmm. group of well, people that had seen a youtube video. a youtube video yes, thank you. and it just mm-hmm. spontaneously happened that's what happens
1: right when people watch youtube right. videos generally speaking they riot generally yes. speaking that's what youtube mm-hmm. does it's a riot starter yeah, yes it is yes it is so i'm fi- i'm
2: glad you're finally admitting it I, so why would mike pence say that venezuela is behind he this? probably hasn't read this political article yet
1: well, that's he's, probably a, he's also,
4: also a liar we know oh, that for a fact. A lying liar who lies. He's a, yes, mm-hmm. and a hate monger, a mongering in hatred, and lies. He's a lying hate monger who mongers in many different vices, such as hate and lies. So 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 bad. Uh, so yeah. Well, do these guys make it to our border? I think they do. Yeah. Yeah. Is Mexico going to stop them? Well, um, no way. Greg Abbott said yesterday they would. Really? Yeah.
2: Yeah, he was on with us if yesterday. If they do, I will be stunned. He thinks Mexico will stop them. Will stop them. When is that going to happen? Uh, I don't. Because... I, I don't know. I don't have my crystal ball the, or my
4: connection to the <laughs> Mexican
2: president.
1: Or a political report. article to tell you what's happening. Yeah, or you the political... You no longer have that. Right. You don't have it yet.
4: Right. The, the locals in Mexico are saying it's, the caravan's grown to 14,000 people now, and they continue to head north. But I'm hopeful that... Well, there's two others. The news that we've broken this morning, there are two other
2: caravans that are now forming behind this one.
4: Well, because they've seen, you know, the seriousness of the countries along the way that they're just well, no, they're not going to be stopped. So yes, <laughs> they continue to come. And can you imagine if we allow these people, all of all fourteen thousand or however many are there, and then the caravan after it and the one after that, what does that say to future caravans? No, you're over. It says California is over. It's over.
2: California will be yeah. the first to collapse.
4: Uh, yep. Even if they are what the Democrats are saying they are, that they're uh-huh. just all downtrodden people who just want to come to America and find jobs. Well, OK, but are we going to get 14,000 at a time, month after month after month after month? That's not going to work out well for us. I i guess they think we can just accept an infinite number of well, people well, into our country. The good news is they're all good people. Yeah, they are. Well, right. Except for the fact that all we, of them.
1: No. No, uh, actually. Well, not according to the people in the caravan. Not
2: according. Hold it no, just no. a second. Wait. <laughs> what not do they accor- know, though?
1: What do they know? Well, that's a good point.
2: Not uh-huh. according to those in the caravan.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, they they talked to a migrant in a caravan and uh, found asked them about, about the criminal
5: element. element.
2: Mm-hmm. Listen.
5: Criminals is everywhere. Okay. Uh, cr- it's criminals in here. I mean, it is. My but oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. It's not that many. I mean, it's, it's good people here trying to get through uh, through Mexico and then get to the United States. But that doesn't mean that everybody is a criminal. Mm. So Wait,
4: not everyone is a criminal. <laughs> yeah, right? we so said there are some that. good people. There are people. some good there are people. But there's, there's a lot of criminals. Yeah. Well,
2: yeah. so there's a lot of criminals everywhere. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I doubt he's going to be asked to speak to cameras again. <laughs> I, doubt. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it.
4: By the way, who's left in Honduras to fight for Honduras? Anybody? Anybody going to take a stand in Honduras or is it just turned over to the gangs? This now? is
2: a stop it. That's not what this is about. That's not what this hey,
4: is about. Of course, it's about the violence. It and is undress. not. It we, is
1: not. We don't leave because we want to. Violence and poverty chases, chases us
4: out.
2: Us out. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Thank uh-huh. you. It's not about that. This is now. They, there may be some people in that group, and there may be some criminals. There may be mm-hmm. some that actually believe that. That's not what this is about. This was started as a reaction to gather Mm. this same group. What about the Facebook post? Facebook post says right here.
4: Well, Facebook I post. Facebook post. I can't. I can't
1: what? Facebook post. I can't do it. I can't do it.
4: I can't do it.
2: Uh,
1: Have
4: we frustrated you? Uh,
2: I know. It's I just, don't. you know, all I hear in my head <laughs> is all of the response. Gladback conspiracy theorists. Uh-huh. There's communists yes. all over the place. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's check the Democratic Party. What do you think? You know, they're now saying, <laughs> yeah, capitalism doesn't work. We've got to get rid of capitalism. Well, you can't tell me that that isn't a Marxist, communist, socialist solution. And by the way, Canada is not a socialist country. Canada has socialized aspects in a capitalist country. ho! ho, ho. Mm -hmm. so stop saying, well, Canada has Canada is not doing nor are the netherlands they are not doing what the democratic socialists are saying they want to do and that is get rid of capitalism period so please stop media with the conspiracy theories. pull your head out of your ass and actually (laughs) look at what's going on sorry here's our sponsor this half hour by the way We just want to bring people together. We Mm -hmm. really do. Mm -hmm. So we are going to try to have a conversation next hour with Dr. Deborah So because we cannot figure out what the hell any of these terms mean. And I think yesterday the New York Times was making my argument about transgenderism. uh, But I don't know if they've changed back. I don't I, I can't follow any of it. I can't follow any of it. So we're just going to try to learn the terms. So we know what the hell anybody's even talking about coming up in a little while. Pat Graham Pat- Lee shows always bringing people together as
1: well. Uh, you can listen on the podcast uh, every day, uh, wherever you get podcasts and uh, download it or listen live uh, immediately preceding this program. Mm. Uh, the ultimate um, uh, the ultimate you know, person who just puts his hand across party lines and oh, brings people together. Is That's a- Pat. Uh, <laughs> that's Pat, Pat and that's the Blaze Radio Network
2: at Blaze.com. All right. Let me tell you about uh, filter by uh, filter by uh, is a, a company that makes air filters. And this isn't really sexy, um, but it makes a difference. I I signed up for a filter by to, you know, get my um, my filters and because I never go to the I never go to Home Depot and buy a filter. I didn't even know what the hell they even really looked like. But there it is yeah they're supposed to be like dark gray like no charcoal basically you've rubbed yeah. charcoal against the No, filter, they're that... supposed to be white. This is the one that i uh this is the one that I changed just the other day when my filter by uh filters came in and I pulled this one out and I was stunned because I was standing there with the new filter by filter, and I'm like, holy cow, look <laughs> at how dirty that is uh should have changed that one a while ago. Oops. Just stop breathing in really crappy air filter by they um they will ship them to you. They'll even charge you less if you go on a schedule, so they just ship them to you every time it's supposed to be changed, which is what I signed up for. 600 sizes, they'll do custom, whether it's your business or your home. They'll ship them within 24 hours, all made here in America, and you'll save 5% when you subscribe for auto replacement, so you'll never forget. Filter by, save you time, money, you'll breathe better, uh, and, uh, and you'll uh, not have to worry about any of it. It's filter by. Buy filter dot com. That's filterbuy.com. dot com.
0: Glenn, back.
2: We got on tour week from t- t- tomorrow. Yeah, right. I think it's next week. It starts next week, and uh, we're going to be in Richmond, Virginia, then up through Pennsylvania, then uh, uh, Cleveland, Ohio. I think all next week. Uh, so come and join us, get your tickets now. You can find them at Glenbeck.com tour. Stu's gonna be out with. We we're, uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun. And it is right before the election.
6: Yay.
2: Yeah, a lot of fun to, uh, I mean because this thing is it's
1: starting to turn into a mess. We had Sean Spicer on uh, last night on the News and Why It Matters. Amazing. Uh, and he was breaking down the races. He's pretty, I would say, optimistic. Yeah, I would say really optimistic. Yeah, he thinks, th- you know, we're gonna, we are going to play some of this maybe coming up, but he, you know, he thinks it's going to be, they're going to expand the majority in the Senate, and he thinks they got a shot at the House still. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was, uh, he listed off a bunch of races that were close that he thought Republicans would pull off. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the guys worked for, you know, Republicans for a long time. You can... Uh, you know, you could certainly say he's biased, uh, but uh, you know, I think he was trying to give his honest uh, take as to where the the race stood. And there's some 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 of the polling recently has has moved in the favor of Republicans in the House. Uh, so there's a chance there. It'll be interesting to see if they can pull it off. Because you know, later on, we went into what what does the world look like basically if the Democrats do win. Uh, the house and or the senate
2: yeah it's not nah, it's, it's not pretty it's not pretty it's, it's not, not, a- not pretty so if you have a friend who you know doesn't hate capitalism you should have them come because i don't know if your friends have noticed the uh, democrats are no longer capitalist it's kind of spooky where they're going who they're who they're in bed with uh and what their plans are so uh bring a friend bring a friend go to Glenbeck.com slash tour And we'll see you in the next couple of weeks. There's other dates available. Just check them out online now at glenbeckcom slash tour. Hey, it's Glenn. And I want to tell you about something that you should either end your day with or um, start your morning with. And that is the news and why it matters. If you like this show, you're going to love The News and Why It Matters. It's a bunch of us that all get together at the end of the day and just talk about the stories that matter to you and your life. The News and Why It Matters. Look for it now wherever you download your favorite podcast. Uh, you know, we had someone in, was it a retired FBI agent? Yeah. Comes in here, shows us how easy it is to steal your home. It,
5: it's terrifying. really,
2: like, terrifyingly easy. Forty bucks.
5: 45 Forty five. Forty bucks.
2: And, and they have your house and you don't even know it yeah. and it's not like some big scam you don't have to be somebody who really bright you can it's amazing how easy it is to steal somebody's house. Yeah, ordering a notary
1: online, and and they, I mean it is actually terrifying. And they can steal hundreds of thousands of dollars from you because they'll steal your equity, take out a loan, and then you're stuck with the payments. And I'm worried about
2: not only my house, but like my parents' house.
1: Yeah, or if you own a rental property, it's another oh good target. Really bad. Uh, if you got to check that out, uh, your home's title may already be compromised. Find out for sure. Uh, go to hometitlelock.com. Get your hundred dollar search free with Do sign it. up. Do it's it. home title Lock.com. check it out now home title glenn
2: back okay so yesterday we had uh, a very perplexing conversation because there was a story that came out in the new york times and i i think what they're saying is what I've always been saying about transgenderism, and I thought this was politically incorrect, and I don't know what the hell this even means now. Has this—I uh, don't—I really honestly do not understand. Stu brought this up. Read the the Times article that you brought up. Yeah, the Times
1: article is, Anatomy Does Not Determine Gender, Experts Say. That's the title. Now, it's it's kind of themed through discussion of this Trump plan to change the way people register on paperwork. Uh, you'd be registering as a, as as the sex you were born at, not the sex you believe you are today. Uh, so that's kind of where it's themed. And of course, every piece of news must go through some sort of Trump filter to see whether you can blame Trump or excuse Trump or it, it, no one can just talk about an issue anymore. Mm-hmm. But through at the you know, halfway through the story, you get this. and I, I was fascinated by this discussion. Um, how to define identity? Researchers say gender identity comes from the brain, not the body. Some put it more bluntly. It originates between your ears, not between your legs. And so... Yes. I would say like that strikes me as I read it again, almost like a conservative critique of, of... That's coming between
2: your ears, not your legs. Right, exactly.
1: right. And this is supposed to be what the researchers are saying. And it struck me as I was reading this that... We are discussing two different things. Like, the reason why you would want someone to register as a male or female, let's say, on a government health care form, right, would be something because, not because of the feeling in their brain, right? Because like of what they really are. Right, like you would have to cover, for example, uh, you know, birth, right? Of something that a man can't do, wow. right? And again, that's a whole How other part of controversy of, of Obamacare and other right. things. But the, the point being, you know, you are there's a reason to... Know these things, in theory, with the government, not because they're tracking how feelings. They're not tracking um, how you feel in your brain, right? They're talking about specific things that, that body parts can do. And, you know, that is, you know, there might be a higher risk of breast cancer or a higher risk of another type of cancer. That doesn't change... Because your mind feels like you're more like a boy than you are a girl. And
2: gender has, they have gotten away from one traditional definition of gender, which is male or female. Um, Mm -hmm. But the other part of the definition of gender is describing traits. That is really kind of, you know, uh, feminine. That is a traditional uh, masculine gender. Mm -hmm. okay those traits the tomboy the tomboy Uh, that's a masculine gender trait okay right but those are traits now you want to talk about traits okay but we're talking i thought about saying that you are actually a woman and that's not true so dr deborah so is with us she is a journalist and sex researcher and uh and has her head screwed on right, and isn't afraid. She's Canadian. I don't know what what it is with the Canadians having more guts than us, but uh, she's a Canadian researcher and uh, has spoken out about this. And Deborah, I just want you to set us straight. Where are we? Where are we wrong here? What what are we missing?
0: I'm absolutely appalled by the coverage on this story because there's so much misinformation being spread, um, and you know, with regards to that. Times piece in particular, anatomy very much does determine gender. I mean, nowadays, gender is seen as sort of this free-floating, nebulous concept that is completely divorced from biology, but it's very much um, linked to biology and anatomy. Um, For 99% of us, our biological sex is our gender. Um, Of course, that's not the case with everybody, but for the vast majority of us, that is the case and and i don't think there should be anything wrong with saying that
2: so so wait a minute so so hang on but what the times article was saying is that gender happens and uh, i am willing to go back to the you know uh definition male born this way female born this way you want to say gender is male or female specific but i'm also willing to say okay gender is is the traits but it is not biological. I mean, will they go that far? however, what what's happening here is, um they're they're taking away sex and tying it to gender. And so it, why would we have why would we have male and female sex if it's all gender? If it means the same if it means the same thing, it doesn't talk about traits. The other part is, Isn't that gender dysphoria? If it is all happening in your head, then that's dysphoria, is it not?
0: I see what you're saying. Well... I think nowadays people tend to use the word gender across the board, one, because they don't want to use the word sex. Maybe that makes them uncomfortable. But I think also from an ideological perspective, it makes it easier for people to argue that you can identify as whatever you want, because it's a little bit trickier. I think most people still have the the common sense to know that biological sex is immutable. So to argue for, say, something like transgender rights, it becomes helpful for them to say, well, maybe it's not about biology, it's about gender, which is, you know, they say it's a social construct or whatever, which it isn't, but it makes it a little bit easier to argue that, okay, someone, the way someone feels may not necessarily be linked to their biology. So I'm not sure if that really speaks to the point you're making.
2: So, but can you explain what gender dysphoria is?
0: Right, so it's the feeling that someone feels more in alignment with, the opposite sex than their birth sex. So someone would be born male, but they will feel more as though they fit in the female role.
2: Okay. How has gender dysphoria been embraced? Is gender dysphoria a good thing or a bad thing?
0: Hmm. I, I think it's seen as, I don't think it should be seen or good, as good or bad. I think it's a medical condition. And I think people who are suffering should be able to have access to care and i think adults should be allowed to transition if that's deemed the best approach for them but i think nowadays it's kind of glamorized and seen as something that is really um almost preferred no, i wouldn't say preferred in society but it's almost like seen as a positive thing especially among progressive people
2: so but but here's my here's my point uh, isn't um isn't anorexia a form uh, of Of physical dysmorphia that you see your body as fat, even though you're sixty pounds, isn't that dysphoria right.
0: right, true. The thing with gender dysphoria is it does have biological correlates, so this is the thing I find very confusing about the whole transgender movement is that you know some people will argue that biology has nothing to do with it, other people argue that it is strongly biological. I would think that proponents of this movement would want to in alignment with the science that does show it is biological because doesn't that add some sort of validity I guess to what they're saying because it has to do with hormonal exposure in utero. So um, an example I can give is say girls who are exposed to a higher level of testosterone in utero. So higher levels of exposure to testosterone is associated with more male typical interests and behaviors. So girls who are exposed to higher levels of testosterone when they are born they are more male typical in their behavior they're also more likely to want to have a male gender identity so it speaks to the biological influence even though people want to say that gender is completely diverse, diverse from that
1: so I, I, I guess I, one of the things as I was reading the story uh, dr. so is, is that there is a it's almost like we're talking about two different things uh, you know we were if what gender is is a feeling that is an interesting thing for people like you to to research on, and, and even and, even
2: if it's a biological feeling,
1: yeah, well, yeah, sure. Um, but it's not necessarily of interest on a on a forum, you know, that you're turning into the government, right? I mean, like that that's a it's a different. I mean, it may be in certain circumstances, but why the government is asking for this information is not necessarily about someone's feelings. Uh, it's about it's about a a physical characteristic that they hold. So, I mean, is it just that, is it just basically that gender doesn't mean what it used to mean? Are they using gender to say this is a feeling and therefore we should almost come up with a different word for what because what I'm describing and what we've talked about this entire time has nothing to do with feelings. It's male or it's, female. It's about, yeah, it's about physical characteristics. What is the word for that?
0: I see what you mean. I think from the perspective of what the administration is trying to do, I think they should be allowed to collect that information and that information and those data without it being such a controversial issue. Um, and you know, with regards to protecting Title IX and, and women's rights, I, I don't know why people don't see it from that perspective that this is a positive thing because shouldn't that be seen as helping women, right? Um, And it kind of does boil down to this larger argument that's going on right now about people who were born female versus the rights of transgender women and are transgender women women full stop. And so there is this argument going on. I don't know if, if either of you have been following this, but with um, it's been mostly radical feminists. I wouldn't consider myself a radical feminist, but, you know, this group of very progressive women who are saying transgender women are not the same as people who were born female. So in this argument, transgender activists have been winning so far. And we see that in terms of how this narrative has played out with the recent decision. But in terms of what you're saying, I, I, I see what you're saying, and I guess I'm using different words to kind of mean the same thing and that yes for people who are male or female that gender is basically sex it is at the end of the day the same thing but nowadays gender is being used in a different way to kind of argue for this more progressive idea that you can be whatever you want and i'm not
3: insane right that's feeling.
0: changed Right, like, uh,
1: that, that's not, that, I'm not completely insane in in the belief that gender used to mean... <laughs> I can't no. you, right, like This is no, something that they are, are taking this word and making it, it mean feelings instead of what it used to mean, which was biological gender, sex. And traits.
0: Right, and that, that's why I think all definitions spread to this larger idea that gender is a spectrum because if you feel a certain way on one day and you feel differently on another day, that must mean that your gender must be Something unrelated to uh, sex, which is immutable.
1: So, one more follow up on this: mm-hmm. if, as the New York Times says, identity comes from the gender identity comes from the brain, not the body. It originates between your ears and not between your legs. If that is accurate, and that is a defense of the transgendered argument, right? It's not a it's not a criticism of it. It's a, it's a defense of it. If that it's true, and it's in your brain and not between your legs. Why are there physical surgeries associated with being transgendered?
0: Right. I mean, that argument doesn't really make much sense. And I I don't like that argument because it's not really accurate either, because what's between your legs and what goes on your brain is linked. So you can't really separate the two and treat them like they're completely different phenomena. Um, But I mean, there's a lot of of aspects of this argument that, that don't make sense. I mean, transgender activists will also say that gender is a social construct. But if that's the case, why do you then need hormonal intervention Mm -hmm. to transition or to feel more in alignment with the, the sex that you identify as? So I guess my biggest gripe from this whole thing is that, you know, sex is about being male or female. Gender is how you feel in relation to your sex. But again, as I said, for the vast majority of us, Our biological sex does dictate our gender. So I don't think the three of us are necessarily that, you know, view things that differently, even though I'm using different terms to describe it. Let
2: me ask you a really uh, difficult and politically incorrect question. Um, If if dysmorphia, for instance, is we we say that it's bad to be anorexic because you're seeing your body in a way that is not reality and it's dangerous. It doesn't it's not a healthy uh, outlook. Um, we see the stats of people who have gender dys- dysmorphia and the suicide rates are really bad. Having the sex change and everything else is not changing those suicide rates. So why are we taking the the gender dysmorphia and say, hey, it's totally fine when it's not? It's not it, the suicide rates are bad.
0: Uh, I would agree that one thing we're talking about is comorbidity. I do think many people who are coming out as transgender nowadays probably have some other psychiatric condition that isn't being diagnosed because clinicians aren't able to do their job properly. So if someone comes into your clinic and says that they are transgender, I don't work with patients anymore, but um, if someone comes in now and says that they're transgender, a clinician really does have to take that at face value. They're not really allowed to, to ask deeper questions because that's seen as transphobic. So I think nowadays, because it's seen as very trendy to be trans, that could be part of it. And so if someone who has another form of psychopathology, it's manifesting as something that mm. has to do with gender, even if gender has nothing to do with it. Um, but with regards to why transitioning should be seen as something beneficial, I mean, research does show for some people it can't help. I do think if other things have been ruled out, that it, it can be beneficial for somebody, um, I think ultimately adults should be free to do what they want
2: with their bodies. So so do I. Don't get me wrong. So do I. But I I, I think what uh, I was getting to, and you've just answered, is this transphobia. Uh, this this uh, just hurting everybody into ask no questions is dangerous. It's just dangerous for people. And and we, we should look in the end. You're an adult. You get to do what you want to do, and I'm fine with that. But. But just the silencing of thought, and in this case, science, medicine, is is terrifying.
0: Yeah, but I mean, going back to the difference between gender dysphoria and say, something like anorexia, with people who are gender dysphoric, their brains have been partially either masculinized or feminized right. in the uh, direction I got of it. The, the gender they identify with. Right. But the thing is, these studies that show this in the brain ha- are also conflated with, sexual orientation so if you have a study on trans women say so these are people who were born male but identify as female they are also attracted for the most part to men so when you do these brain studies we're still not clear on if the differences we're seeing are due to them identifying as female or due to them being sexually attracted to men because there are very strong neural correlates that are associated with sexual orientation. So that's the other thing that people aren't talking about is that this has a lot to do with sexual orientation being gay. Uh, And so the brain correlates that people are talking so much about how transgender being transgender is in the brain, it's not really accurate because we don't know that for sure yet.
2: Dr. Debra So, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Um, Always enlightening to talk to somebody who is not politically correct, uh, and doesn't agree with everything that you say, or, you know, uh, you may not agree with everything she says. Good. Have the conversation. It's healthy. Car shield. They're taking your car in for an oil change. Mechanic finds something wrong, and then you're standing there like, can you not find that wrong with it? Because I don't have that money. Well, it doesn't happen if you have car shield. Car shield is, you know, when when your warranty lapses, and it's, I swear to you, it's almost like these car companies are like, when is the warranty up? Okay. This pod should work for about three days after. <laughs> Um, when the warranty expires, you could be out thousands of dollars. So you need that additional coverage. And that's where CarShield comes in. You can have it repaired, you know, at the dealership. Doesn't matter. They're going to pay for it. They're not going to send you a check. They're going to pay f- the mechanic directly. So you don't have anything to worry about. Get your car covered now with CarShield. 800-CAR-6100. 800-CAR-6100. Use the promo code back. 800-CAR-6100 or carshield.com. So, I mean, look, here. here's where I think people are. I don't want to, I feel bad for Bruce Jenner. I really do. I'm sorry for name shaming him, uh, but uh, I. <laughs> dead naming? I, yeah, dead naming. I, <laughs> I feel bad for Bruce Jenner. I the, the fact that he lived his whole life feeling the way he felt and felt like, you know, some sort of outcast, that's horrible. I'm, I feel bad for that. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If he wants to be called a woman and he wants to do whatever he wants to do, he can do what he wants. He's an adult mm-hmm. and I can choose to be kind to him and, and say, you know, you're a woman now. But if I, if I'm on the witness stand, I'm raising my hand and saying, it's a dude. He's, he's, a du- that's Bruce Jenner. Okay. And Bruce Jenner had a horrible life and a horrible experience. And he felt this way. And, and I went along cause I don't want to hurt him. I don't. You know, I, if that's what made him happy, I'm gonna say that. But court of law, no. And your honor, she's not pretty either, right? And I think that's the the.
1: There's two sides of this. There's the libertarian in me is is like, well, I can, people whatever. can do whatever they want. I don't care,
2: um, and that's fine. But then there's also the truth. Right. And the science. Like, si- why it matters is the yeah. science part. You're you're right uh, when you talk about insurance. Why do we have to be male or female insurance? Well, you know what? That woman might have to be checked by a proctologist from time to time because she might have butt cancer at yes. some
1: point. Nicely put, yeah. Okay? I
2: mm-hmm. mean, th- that's just reality. Right. And th- that's, that's why reality. that stuff
1: is important. Right. And you said it, I mean, the doctor said it a bunch of times. You just said it in the last conversation. Feel, felt, feel, felt, feel, felt. The, it, feelings are interesting. You can cover them. You can be interested in them. We all look at we that we can watch a, out for each other's absolutely. feelings absolutely we can try to guard them if we wish however but, it's completely separate than a scientific fact correct. a feeling is a feeling it's not
2: fact and that's fine yeah
4: that's fine, just two different
0: things
2: but you can't disengage from facts
6: you're listening to the glenn beck program
2: i spent about three or four hours yesterday with sean spicer it's a fascinating guy. Fascinating guy. Yeah, certainly has a, an amazing life experience here yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah, he's a guy who has uh perspective, not necessarily just another opinion. Everybody's got opinions. Everybody has two armpits too and I don't necessarily want to smell yours. Um uh it's perspective really that matters. Uh and he has a really interesting perspective from what he what he's gone through. Uh and um I did a podcast with him. It's come out in a couple of weeks. And then we, we had him on the News and Why It Matters. Um, and he was actually very positive uh, about this this upcoming election for the Republicans if people turn out to vote. He was. And, uh, you know, it's there's
1: an interesting thing that's been going on. We've seen some positive trends for Republicans in these polls. Um, there's a theory out there which is... I guess a competing theory uh, as to what's going to happen with the election. We're about two weeks away. People are voting right now, though. I think up to 7 million people nationwide have voted uh, as of yesterday, uh, I believe is the number. So voting, I mean, this is election day. You're in the middle of it right now. Uh, This is now, we now have two week long election days. That's just the way the world is. Um, And... It's interesting, the idea that's being floated by people who want to give the Democrats a shot at the Senate, a better shot at the House, is there there was evidence of a Kavanaugh bump. However, that's not going to carry you to the election. And we saw a real improvement for this, you know, in the Senate for Republicans after Kavanaugh, which, of course, is the exact opposite of why it was done, right? Like, I mean, Democrats did this to hurt Republicans, actually seemed to help them. And that, I think, is pretty well established in the polling so far. The idea is, and, and there's some basis for this thing happening, is you get the bump from Kavanaugh, but it's not, it's too far away from the election and doesn't help you. A good example of, of this exact phenomenon playing itself out, if this is true, would be the Access Hollywood tape. Access Hollywood tape came out in early October. Mm-hmm. Um, Trump's polls plummeted. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hillary's went up. She opened up a very large lead, and that lead trickled down, 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 down until the five, but very end. It went from about eight or nine points right after that tape all the way down to about two, two and a half points, which is where the national polls ended up, with Clinton up about two, two and a half points about. Um, so... The idea here is Kavanaugh gives them this nice bump, and then it fades before the election, and the Democrats are able at the last second to cross the finish line ahead. There, you know, some of the polling is is somewhat interesting on this. If you look at uh, recent polling um, that came out, like the most recent poll from um, the Cruz O'Rourke race, now there's been a couple polls taken over the past week or so that have put Cruz only up four. Uh, or five now there was polling there with seven and nine and ten and twelve point leads for Cruz the past few polls have been more like four and five point leads for
2: cruise. starting to trend the other way it's, which is the last thing you want
1: it's tightening right yeah and that was one of the arguments uh Sean Spicer was making yesterday is you really got to watch the trends which way these things are going now I think there was evidence you know there is evidence I think that uh you know The picture's mixed. We don't know. This is one race. There was some polling, though, that showed in Florida as well. Uh, Pretty decent polling for Democrats in the Senate that came out yesterday with Nelson up by four. Hmm. Uh, There was, uh, you know, on the same plane, though, I mean, Menendez in New Jersey now again, once again, looks vulnerable after it seemed like he had reopened up a lead and maybe he would cruise to the finish line. He's now only up by three in a poll that just came out. Uh, and, you know, you never I, you can fool yourself as a Republican thinking you're going to win a lot of New Jersey races. But it does. I mean, Chris Christie was governor there for two terms. It does occasionally happen. Uh, and Menendez is a terrible candidate who, you know, yeah, quite, horrible. quite likely was paying underage prostitutes for sex. Now, he was not able to be convicted. Oh, for who that. are you to judge? Uh, well, who <laughs> yeah, are again, you, to you can judge? judge whether you think that's a good or a bad thing, <laughs> but it does seem like it occurred. Uh, so I, the polling's pretty mixed right now. There was another poll, by the way, um, uh, you know, um, some polls are showing that Cruz O'Rourke race even tighter, so i don 't know i mean it it was interesting to hear Sean Spicer talk about it because Spicer, as you would know, is the, you know was the original spokesperson for Donald Trump uh, and became famous for that, but has a very long, long military career mm-hmm. he was uh, a, a, he was a very much a uh, you know, a Washington insider, really knew the behind the scenes politics of it. And you mm-hmm. hear him talking about politics. He knows this stuff. I yeah. mean, he can rattle off these races like nobody Th- this else. This is
2: from the latest podcast, The News and Why It Matters. If you aren't, if you don't subscribe to that, it's uh, about a 45 minute uh, thing. Every On your way home, you can listen to it. Uh, and it's me and it's uh, Stu, it's Pat, it's uh, Sarah Gonzalez, and uh, also just sometimes a guest like yesterday was Sean Spicer. Uh, and it's just a kind of a fun look at the news. Here's here's what Sean Spicer said yesterday. Just a little bit of what he said about the this election.
5: The problem is is that their base, the vocal minority of their base, keeps dragging them so far to the left that they kind of have to keep fumbling past each other to outdo each other to prove who's mm-hmm. the most pure. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest problem that we have right now for the Democrats is that the th- they have been the biggest helpers to the Republican Party. Oh big mm-hmm. time. Because by going so far to the left and trying to appease yeah. this this mob, which is what it really is, they've lost the ability to Choose talk about things N on word. the sen- I know. <laughs> I know. Use the you can't do that. Um <laughs> they have for most pragmatic Traditional Democrats, they feel like the party has so far left them. I actually think you might have a turnout problem. You're talking about it with the Latino community now. I think the Democrats, as ironic as this may sound, may actually lose the enthusiasm gap by a big margin heading into the inter- into the midterms. Mm. Because the- a lot of these folks are saying, wow, they've-, they've now exposed who they really are. This isn't about fighting for workers' rights or environmental causes that we've cared about for so long. This is about impeachment and investigations. I don't know that I bought in on that if you're a traditional Democrat. And I think that they look at the Republicans, who have been focused on a pretty pragmatic agenda of economic growth, low unemployment, tearing down the deregulatory state. And they go, you know, I'm not sure I'm a Republican, but I kind of agree with that agenda. So when the dust settles, how many Republican senators are there? Fifty-five. Fifty-five? Wow. Yep. And you- I think if if you call me and go, "Hi, ah, you are wrong, it's 56. <laughs> you'll, you'll be okay <laughs> with that? I'll be okay <laughs> with that. But I, I think that the way it's going now, we've got a 51-49 majority. Again, I, I actually think Florida's going to go Republican, Um Nelson, uh, Governor Scott's going to beat incumbent Senator Nelson. I think there's no question that Indiana and uh, North Dakota are in the bag. And then I think... You think Indiana's every, in the bag? I mean, North Dakota... 16 I agree points. You, yeah, but you not, can't but blow Indiana. that lead.
1: But Indiana, there's another story. I mean, that's... A, oh, I think that's, Indiana,
5: that's I, I, it's up four, but it's... Tr- look... I've been in politics a long time. The trend is what matters. If you're fighting back, if you've got the lead and it's coming over to you, that's not good. Right now, when you look at Indiana, it's continuing to move in the right direction. Donnelly keeps fading further and further back. You don't pick up that momentum going, you don't reverse the trend. Mm-hmm. In the last 14 days, it just doesn't happen.
2: That's from the News and Why It Matters podcast that you can you can watch every night at 5:30, uh, immediately following my show, uh, or you can get uh, the uh, podcast. Uh, around the same time, wherever you download and listen to your podcasts. Fascinating yesterday. It was actually really funny, too. I really <laughs> liked him.
3: Really it was liked funny. him. Yeah.
2: All right. Let me tell you a little bit about our uh, sponsor this half hour. It is Goldline. Um, Stu, I, we have to write this down. I have to talk about the shortage of money. The shortage of money. Shortage of money. I know how you're feeling. Yep. No, <laughs> I don't mean mm-hmm. just w- with you, oh. I mean the shortage of money. It's it's really fascinating when you really start. I started looking into yields and how yields go up and yields go down and treasuries and all of this stuff. And it's so complex that most most people are just kind of like, I don't I, what. And I started down this rabbit hole and uh, I I got to the shortage of money. And it makes so much sense that interest rates are going to rise because Everybody borrowed, you know, made loans. These giant countries made loans, and they made them in dollar denominations. Now they're struggling to pay them. Mm. They have to have the dollars. So they're borrowing more dollars to pay off the loans. We are uh, borrowing more dollars as a country for, what, $1.4 trillion of additional debt this year alone. Those dollars are coming from someplace. The Fed is also selling all of their assets, and that's pouring more money, more U.S. dollars back into the Fed, and they're destroying that. So, where's the money coming from? All this money, where is it going to come from for you? This, when money tightens like this, um, the Fed only has a couple of ways to go, and that is put everybody through a real bloodbath, which they might do, or... Print more money and make our loans, you know, less than zero. Perfect. Perfect. There is uh, a great undoing that is going to happen at some point, and you're starting to see with the stock market how volatile that is. Have you considered having something as an insurance policy? I do not buy gold for the investment. People are like, oh, what kind of investment? I don't buy it for an investment. I buy it for the insurance against insanity. And the world is going more and more insane every day. Call now for your free report because they've just put together what's what's likely to happen in the next 12 to 24 months if the Democrats take the House. Call and get this report now. Do your own homework. Call 866 goldline one eight six six goldline Get this report. It will help you see over the horizon. It's free. One eight six six goldline or goldline.com.
3: Glenn Beck.
2: One winner in the uh in the lottery. One winner. One point is it six or four? One point six? One point m- six billion dollars.
1: 1.6 billion dollars. Did it rise at all? A lot of times it rises on the last minute, but it was at least
2: one point oh six billion. Gosh. The biggest lottery award in history going to one person in South Carolina. So you're getting probably 900 if you take it all in one lump sum. Yes.
1: uh, Yeah, it's 900 and something million. 913, I think it is.
2: And how much do you get if you take it yearly? I believe it's $22.6 million for. Every year? Yeah, 30 years. So it's 2045. Can I tell you something? I normally say take the money and run. And I would take the money. If it were me, I would take the money and run because. I don't know if that thing's going to sit around for twenty more years. God help us, what could happen in twenty years? Yeah. Um, however, twenty-two million dollars a year—you're living quite large. And I will say
1: too, actually, as I'm re—I'm uh, noting there is a note at the top of this. This was originally written for a previous story. They've just updated it to hit. So the twenty-two point six million was on a seven hundred million dollar jackpot. So we're talking more than double. double that. You're probably about close to about fifty million per year. You are. Uh, fi- you're fine you're fine yeah take the annuity. I, you're fine it's oh. funny hasn't the advice always been you you're an idiot if you take the annuity yes um this article goes through uh and analyzes it and talks about how the tax benefits are there mm. for you to take the annuity um you're going to get a return that you can't necessarily get in a bank account from the annuity and that's pre-tax and uh, dollars. You're,
2: if you're built you're only built one year <laughs>
1: Right. You know? uh, well, they actually point that out too. It, uh, this is, it's actually a pretty funny article. Uh, f- this leads us to the biggest advantage of the annuity protecting you from yourself. Again, I don't know all about you, but I do know you buy lottery tickets. So let's consider the possibility that you are not <laughs> one of your generation's great financial minds. Um, uh, and it goes on to say the other thing is. Uh, you will have an excuse to not give every single person who comes up to you mm-hmm. money because you don't get it all at once. So instead of having a billion dollars, oh, fifty in the bank,
2: million dollars a year is that tax free?
1: You uh, still
2: have to pay taxes on the fifty I think million. You still have to pay taxes on it. Wow, well, uh, it's only twenty five million. Right again, but I mean,
1: <laughs> you know. There is at least some limit, right? Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get more next year, but I did just buy a fancy house and a fancy car and this I gave money to this person and like you're gonna to have to wait. Twenty five million
2: dollars a year after taxes, you are living large.
1: Yeah. That's that's across the line where you're you're basically doing anything you want, with the exception yeah. of buying multiple private jets and like that super duper high end stuff. Uh, you're not you know you're not gonna get you
2: know, yeah yeah you probably could if you've got 50 million dollars well, a year if you know the money's in, coming you could
1: certainly do it yeah right? but i mean you're not buying for, you can't pay for them in cash right? no yeah but
2: you wouldn't want to anyway. but if you have a guaranteed 20 years of 50 million dollars why pay in cash yeah, I mean, it seems I like mean, any he, bank is going to
4: give you the loan, right?
1: Just feels weird to pay someone interest on anything when you're in that financial position. But yeah, I guess you could certainly get it. What do you care? Uh, it's not going to be all that much, I guess, uh, in the grand scheme of things. But congratulations to uh, whoever our South Carolina listener, um, who we, of course, made that incredible deal with to get. Uh, I remember 3% that deal. each. I remember uh, that. When they win. And just right. you know, as, a, as a nice thank you mm-hmm. for uh, our, you know doing the show all these years. All these years. And for, we
2: appreciate it. We, we appreciate, appreciate it. it. Uh, you know, should get in contact with us. We love you. <laughs> or son. We've always loved <laughs> whichever, you. Or daughter. Whichever you are. Whatever you. You are part of this family.
1: If you won or lost, we were always with you. Yeah. And we would have obviously shared our winnings with you. So. We would have. As you listen to this, obviously, just we send would check. have, mm-hmm. We would have.
2: Absolutely. Oh if gosh. I had. If if I were the one the lottery, everyone in this audience would be a millionaire today.
1: Really? Yeah. I, we have a much smaller audience than I suspected. <laughs> well, <laughs> because I've seen the numbers, it, that would cost you a lot more than one point six billion dollars. Well, I'm
2: just I'm just saying. You know, my heart would say we're all millionaires. Oh, today. Okay. I uh, wouldn't actually give anybody else a you know a, a dollar of it, but in my heart we'd all be millionaires
1: oh too. wow yeah. that's great it's not worth
2: anything but it's great yeah
1: um,
2: so <laughs> let me ask you. you this you won 50 million dollars a year yes i know you don't even call me oh you am not showing up. you would never even hear my voice again Yeah. so um, there's no there's no so, like hey glenn it's been great you no know, here's $10 million. Oh, good god no
1: yeah i might find someone you really hate to pass along a message right uh
4: Right, you know, right. send them okay. over to your
2: house. All right, George Soros is calling. <laughs> I got a message from Stu. I I now work for him.
7: <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a big life change at that point. I, I don't yeah. think I, there's another deadline I have in life. Like that's I always thought about that. Like I still do a lot of the same things that I do now. and There's a lot of the work that I do that I love and I would do separately from having a job. But like I'm not getting up early to do it. You know, like that's not yeah. happening. You know, like yeah. I'm not like, oh, you need that turned in by Friday? Well you'll I get sund- it in
2: two thousand thirty nine. <laughs> right. Good luck. I, I suddenly mm-hmm. am like a twenty something. Uh you know, I may not show up tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, know, oh yeah. Oh, you open at nine? Oh. That's one? <laughs> oh well. I'd embarrass millennials with <laughs> my would attendance. Do. I yeah. would too. <laughs>
3: The country has been pushed to the limit. Our political bonds have been torn apart. We need a true leader who can save us from certain doom. (laughs) Unfortunately, we could only find this guy. Hey, it's Glenn Beck. Glenn Beck is coming live to talk about the right path forward and to make fun of the people standing in the way. He might not be able to save the country, but at least we can all go down laughing. Glenn Beck Live, the Addicted to Outrage Tour, on tour this fall. For tickets, VIP packages, and more, visit glennbeck.com.
2: Uh, Stu, Mm -hmm. I would like you to talk to my wife about Field of Greens and explain to her that I no longer have to eat my vegetables. Well, this is the whole point of Field of Greens in my mind. Thank you. In my mind, too.
1: Not necessarily in their mind. but Yes,
2: they're like, so good. You're getting your vegetables and it doesn't hurt to have more. No. Well. No.
1: To be fair to your wife, though, she may be thinking of well, there's a lot of these like products that say that they're like superfoods, forty-five, yeah. uh, and they're, they're just like extracts, and they don't really do any. You know, super uh, superfoods are kind of an overused term. Brickhouse with field of greens. This is actual real food. Like, they've just made it easy for you to eat. You're having all the vegetables. You're getting the nutrients
2: that you need. You're Fruit, listening to your mommy.
1: Yeah. I'm right? not going
2: to get scurvy now. Yeah. So I can I can take it, the field of greens. Take it and just get all of your fruits and vegetables out of the way. Yeah. You can do it now. Uh, just go to BrickHouseGlenn.com. BrickHouseGlenn.com. Join me. Yeah. And, and Wives of America. Shh. <laughs> Okay. We've had our fruits and vegetables. If you use promo code Glenn, by the way,
1: 15% off. It's brickhouseglenn.com. Brickhouseglenn.com. Go there now.
2: Glenn back. I don't get it. Well, here we are today. We have uh, suspicious packages again, uh, sent to the White House, then to the Clintons, then to Obama, now to CNN. CNN's building has been evacuated. We have gone through this when we lived in New York. Um, It is a scary, scary thing. But we are reaping the seeds that all of us are, I shouldn't say all of us, a lot of people who are in politics are sowing. Um, The streets are becoming more and more dangerous for people who have a political opinion. And this is not good. Can you name the name the guy who tried to shoot all of the uh, Republicans on the baseball diamond? Can you name him? Give me his name. Give me his name. Give me his name.
1: Well, we don't uh, give the names of mass
2: shooters. Out yeah, because you don't remember it. Most people don't remember it because it really happened. And then everybody moved on. But it was a Democratic operative that had worked for Bernie Sanders that had had enough And now we're hearing this rhetoric of, you know, when they go low, we kick them, go get them at dinner time. Roger Williams is a representative from uh, from uh, Texas, and he was on that baseball diamond when the shooter started to shoot at the Republicans, trying to kill the Republicans for political reasons. He's written a great op-ed about uh, it's wrong to promote violence. Welcome to the program, uh, Congressman Williams. How are you, sir? I'm doing great, Glenn. Thank you for having us. So, can you can you tell me um, what that day was like? Now, a year away from it. Well,
7: it was. Uh, it's like it was yesterday to, to all of us, of course. But uh, it was. Uh, we practice. I'm the coach of the baseball team. We practice every morning. Uh, getting ready for a game in June, and uh, I was hitting ground balls to one of my colleagues at third base, and all of a sudden, a a boom went off, and you know, like a lot of people, we thought it was a backfiring of a car, possibly, 7.09 in the morning at a very nice area in Alexandria, and all of a sudden, someone yelled, he's got a gun, head for cover, and uh, my instinct told me to go to the dugout. It was a real dugout, so I dove into the dugout at that six foot to get away from this guy. He was firing. I ended up... uh, Jeff Flake and Mo Brooks, uh, and uh, Mm. he started firing. He fired 60 rounds before anybody fired back. We were fortunate we had two Capitol Police there that could could defend us, but he was firing AK-47 and fired 60 rounds. There was actually no way we were going to live. I mean, he was going to get across the field and assassinate everybody, but uh, a lock kept him from doing that. Nobody knows why the lock was there, but uh, you know, I got wounded. Uh, of course, we're familiar with Steve Scalise's wounds. My my aide got wounded. Another young man got wounded. The Capitol Police got wounded. It lasted 10 minutes. Uh, and I've had friends of mine say, when you're in war, a battle lasts about two minutes. Uh, so it uh, it was a life changing experience. But the idea that somebody could get up that morning, somebody could go kill people and kill Republicans, is uh, pretty unbelievable that that's where we are right now. And of course, the Everybody thought that's a that was an event that was going to change, turn things around from a civility standpoint. It did for about 12 hours, and that was that. So, anyway, it's a life changer for all of us, and I'm I, uh, uh, thankful that God was in charge and uh, He let the perpetrator be the one that lost rather than 25 congressmen that could have really changed
2: the world. So, how are you? How do you react when you see um, you know Eric Holder? Uh, mm-hmm. Say you know when Republicans go low, we kick them, uh-huh. and they're cheering to that. Well, you know it's Eric
7: Holder, it's it's Pelosi, it's Maxine Waters, who I said uh, she and I are financial services committee together. And when they start telling everybody to, like you say, go low, uh, run people out of restaurants. I mean, I've had all that experience. To me, also, uh, it's just wrong. And the shame of it is they haven't been shot at. They haven't been shot. They haven't been wounded. And I take personal. Uh, and all of us do personal uh, problem with it uh, is they're they're mouthing and uh, and and they're creating a really, really problem in in our country. Civility is the word that keeps being used, but we have no civility. There's we're not going to get back to where people can agree to disagree in a, in a civil manner. It's just being stirred up and uh, a lot of it by the liberal left. There's no question about it. So it bothers us. And, uh, you know, I've had my daughter had a wedding several weeks ago. We had protesters at her wedding. Uh, I've been yelled at at restaurants, just like a lot of my colleagues. Uh, it uh, kind of takes the fun out of this, right? But at the same time, we, we serve for a lot of different reasons. And I hope we can get back to where we can agree to disagree again.
2: So the um, the bombs or the suspicious packages, Clinton's, Obama, Soros, the White House, uh, now CNN today, uh, Antifa on the streets, um, I'd have to point out the Proud Boys, you know, answering uh, that uh, by going out and and uh, delivering blows once somebody you know throws a punch at them. Uh, it doesn't seem like we're getting any better.
7: No, we're not getting any better, and and you know, and, and it's not right either that uh, President Obama, President Clinton, President Trump have to have these packages delivered to to where they are where they are. I mean, that is is wrong also, you know. I I don't know what's going to change it. I gave a speech in Washington the day and came out of the office building where I spoke, and people had thrown bricks through our windshield of our car, of our van, all of it broken, Mm. Uh, and, uh, you know, stole everything that was in
2: it. What do people, like, Uh, I mean, you're sitting on a committee with Maxine Waters. You have to have said to her, have you forgotten what happened at the baseball diamond? Uh, I mean right. ha- have you said these things to her and how does she respond No I
7: have said it to her and I've said it to a lot of my uh, uh those on on the other side and and they don't respond they just uh, uh they just look at you I mean and, and it's a shame and and the fact of the matter is uh uh I guess they don't want to remember it, but I will tell you this about the baseball uh, incident. I travel all over the country, and of course, as you said earlier, the news cycle goes quick. But there's still people remember and come up to you and say, "I'm praying for you, Congressman. I remember I was on that morning when I heard about it. Uh, it, it was a it was a moment that I don't think is going to leave. When it's sh- when it's a, it's a moment that shows the, how low we've gone. But when you mention it to to Maxine, or you mention it to some of the others, they have no response at all. And uh, it's just moved on. They just moved on. We were just lucky, or whatever. And uh, uh, it's a it's a bad, bad environment. It's all generated, I believe, from the dislike of this president. The anger. I mean, r- rather the president fail than the country
2: succeed. How, what do you say to people who would say, "Well, he's engaging in the same kind of rhetoric"? Mm-hmm.
7: Well, I mean, I hear that, too, and, and and I guess I could say there's some things probably I don't agree with. We all need to dial it down, but uh, I, uh, I, I, it's not right, and and and, and we just need to – it's just, Glenn, it's hard to say. Everybody in their heart needs to look at what we're going through right now. It's not getting any better. It's not getting more civil. It's who can do more to the other side. And uh, you know, I, I guess I would say in my world it started at the baseball field, and I know who started it. And it wasn't it wasn't a it wasn't a, it wasn't a, a conservative on the Republican
2: side that started? You know, right before the Civil War, um, Sumner was um, beaten with a cane by a by a uh, uh, a congressman in the well of the Senate, and uh, he almost died. Nobody, they didn't, they didn't even arrest the congressman. Nobody said anything about it. Uh, And in fact, they, they made little, they took the pieces of wood and made little canes and they wore them around their neck as a, as a badge of honor that, you know, don't mess with our party because we'll beat you to death. Mm hmm. Uh, I mean, I, I, when I read that years ago, I thought, well, we're a long way from Civil War, but I'm not sure we are that far from that kind of barbarism. Well,
7: unfortunately, instead of using canes, we're using guns right now. And, uh, you know, I mean, to go to a restaurant with your family and be yelled at, to get on an airplane to go back to D.C. or to come
2: home and be yelled at uh, – What's that feel no, like? It just, uh, CNN says that's not a mob.
7: <laughs> well, I'll tell you, you can have a mob of hundreds, a mob of millions, a mob of one.
2: And, uh, you know, from a personal
7: standpoint, I mean, I'm a former athlete. I've got a lot of drive in me, a lot of fire. But, you know, uh, I have found myself just uh, giving them my card and saying, I can't deal with your anger, but if I can ever help you, you let me know. And uh, But, I mean, it's restaurants, it's airplanes, it's being on the street. Uh, it's, it's pretty unbelievable, but it's the way it is and it's not getting any better. And many of us now have been, uh, have to have to have security. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, that's just another level of, of defense from, from this attitude of, uh, you know, to heck with America, let's go get them. And, uh, if we put in my if we put in much effort into passing or not passing legislation, reducing regulations, as we do with uh, trying to attack each other i think we <laughs> we'd see a lot more a lot more positive things in congress
2: we would uh congressman roger williams thank you very much and um and thank you for uh your service and sorry that that has happened to you and your colleagues and and i hope um people on both sides will hear your message and recognize that we can all play a role in this on uh, based on how we behave thank you so much god bless you thank you 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 imagine imagine working side by side with maxine waters after all that after all of that and then hearing her say that incredibly uh, infuriating i would be i would be very upset
1: i mean you know it's like a, a you should be able to live your life and be a representative without being harassed, without being certainly shot at, but I mean you know that, I don't understand well, what good they think that does anyway. I think all it does is make people uh, who are conservatives or
2: Republicans that much more uh, motivated to go out and vote. I hope so. I hope people go out and it's a revolution at the ballot box. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about our sponsor this half hour. It's simply safe. You know, we told you today that um, the caravan that now the press wants to ignore because it's not going to help them for the um, midterm elections. And the press is saying that this is a, you know, right-wing conspiracy and they're making too much out of it, yada, yada, yada. Um, No, actually, it's a big deal. And there's been two more caravans now that are being um, made uh, so they can follow this one. (laughs) If, if we start to have wave after wave coming to our border, what do you think is going to happen to those? What do you think is going to happen? They're let in wave after wave. 5,000, 10,000, 25,000 people. Lawlessness. Lawlessness. You need to protect your family. You need to protect your business. You need to protect your house. Protect your life. With simplysafeback.com. Uh, simply safe simply system now protects over 2 million homes and businesses. I have Simply Safe myself. They do things right, they build it right. It can take, you know, a power outage, the phone lines being cut, the Wi Fi down, everything. And it still calls police. Somebody could take a baseball bat to that keyboard and it's still going to call police. Now, here's the best part you own it, you're going to save up load of money. When you see the price of this thing, you're going to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. How much? How much have I been paying these these people that will come in and wire my house with inferior technology? I've been paying how much? And this is what it actually costs? So you own it, and there's no contracts for the uh, 24-7 security. It's $14.99 a month if you want to have the 24-7 security. They'll call police, they'll call fire, ambulance, everything else. Just go to simplysafebeck.com. Find your system now at simplysafebeck.com. They must be ice skating on the lakes of fire and hell today because hell has frozen over. A, me- a member of the media has now actually admitted that he shouldn't have dismissed Juanita Broderick's accusation against Bill Clinton. Now, this is coming from a columnist for the Washington Post. His name is Richard Cohen. He's worked at the Post since 1968. And he just wrote an opinion piece titled, I thought Juanita Broderick wasn't credible. I was wrong. Now, Juanita Broderick is the woman who alleges that Bill Clinton raped her when he was running for Arkansas governor in 1978. But since the Me Too movement exploded over a year ago, there's been a title shift in the culture. Culminating in the tug of war over allegations during the Kavanaugh hearings. Now, one of the biggest takeaways from those hearings, according to those on the left, is that you always must believe the victim. During the hearings, Anita Hill was once again in the spotlight, brought up over and over again, and her accusations against Clarence Thomas, universally believed by the media. Yet somehow, some of Bill Clinton's accusers still haven't been extended the same sympathy as Dr. Blasey Ford and Anita Hill. That's really, why is it so unusual to hear a Bill Clinton supporter admit that they may have been wrong about Broderick? It's 20 years later. Now, this has been obviously influenced by the Me Too movement. But Cohen now admits to dismissing Broderick's claims during the Clinton presidency as just another wild accusation made by twisted Clinton haters. NBC's Lisa Myers recently told Slate, I tested Broderick's story every way I could, again and again and again, I'm quoting, and no detail ever changed. It never got better. It never got worse. It was always the same, end quote. Cohen now wonders why Monica Lewinsky is now totally characterized as a victim, while Broderick is ignored. Isn't that interesting? Monica Lewinsky, who has always says she wasn't a victim, is now the victim. And Broderick, who has always claimed it was not consensual, I was raped, she's ignored. Cohen says it might have something to do with Broderick being a Trump supporter. Come on. that couldn't have anything to do with it. Cohen writes, I remember refusing to deal with the Broderick allegations because I simply chose to believe Clinton was not a rapist. My position has proved naive. Let me ask you a question. Unlike Broderick, who had all of the evidence, had witnesses, unlike Keith Ellison, who the witness is very credible, has nothing to gain, everything to lose, the evidence is overwhelming. Those two things you can look at, and you can say, there's evidence there. You cho- you chose to ignore it. With Kavanaugh, there was no evidence. But if suddenly there was a bunch of evidence and it was presented, I would be fine with saying, wow, okay, new information. Looks like Kavanaugh did it. Why is it that no one on the left is willing to do that? Whether dealing with Clinton or the Kavanaugh cases, all political camps should tread carefully in their certainty about the truth. Certainty always seems to get us into trouble requires a huge dose of something more elusive than the truth to be able to survive today and that is humility. Cohen seems to be exercising humility and for that I thank the Washington Post columnist. Thank you for being willing to step out of the crowd Go against maybe some of your peers and say, you know what? I think we were wrong about this one. Thank you, Richard Cohen. This is a pretty big moment. We recently went over the
1: uh, details of that Broderick uh, accusation. I'd like to have her on. Yeah, she I, she would come on, I think. Yeah. Um, she. It was interesting to see that because I honestly, the same thing, had a sim- similar reaction to it at the time uh, in which, a lot of the accusations about affairs and stuff seemed credible, but, you know, rapist. I mean, the the, the accusation was really brutal. Uh, but her, is, at the time, she had five corroborating witnesses yeah, that she told at the time. At the time. Uh, she uh, talked about seeing a, I think it was a prison uh, in the outside of the window, mm-hmm. um, which was confirmed that prison was there she was confirmed to be at this nursing conference that was there he was in town like i mean there was a lot of it was unlike the she knew that she knew what hotel it was at uh and she knew the time period i don't know if she knew the exact date
2: but everything else she had pretty much locked down pretty amazing i, I will tell you i always found her credible i found her more credible than anybody else hmm. you know paula jones you know i don't know but uh but Juanita Broderick, I absolutely believed her from the beginning. And she has been one woman who has been so wronged over and over and over again.
6: This is the Glenn Beck Program.
2: I'm just sitting here reading a, a bio of somebody and we're bringing on. And uh, it sounds like a prison sentence. Dan Andros spent the last 15 years as head writer for Glenn Beck. Uh, What was that? Right. like holy cow well now i'm free so you're this is free. uh yeah we have been gone my... for about two years yes uh and uh have you learned your lesson ready to come crawling back <laughs> yeah, uh,
6: yeah i think well, we're good
2: we're good we're good yeah. okay <laughs> uh you are also the managing editor for faithwire.com yes. uh and uh and you've done some projects with us we have an upcoming project on uh, israel but you are here to talk about a project that you're working on about pornography yeah, we,
6: uh, we've we created a resource now because, um, you know, this issue isn't going away. And when you look at culture and you see how broken culture is, the the, the number one area that it's broken in is in issues related to sex and sexuality and gender. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't even look at people and say, you're a man or a woman. it's It triggers some sort of reaction <laughs> and everyone mm-hmm. is up in arms about it. And so you have a culture that's gone completely off the rails. And so what we're doing is we've sort of pressed the reset button on that and we've sort of gone back to ground zero and how did god design sex how did god design sexuality and and so where we zeroed in on was porn because we think porn is the main driver of that dysfunction that we're seeing in culture and the numbers are more staggering now than ever before uh and churches only nine percent of churches have actually resources dedicated to it so that's why we created setfreecourse.com uh so that people can go and and so that hopefully churches use it and and take a look at it. And really, it just presses the reset button on how God designed sex. Because, you know, sex is a dirty word often in some circles, but, um, and people sort of push that over. But God created it. You know, God designed it for our benefit. It's
2: really quite amazing. We were watching something, I don't remember what it was. And we were, <clears throat> my wife and I were talking about uh, the medieval times. Mm. And in medieval times, you know, uh, it was a sign of wealth and beauty if your teeth were rotted. <laughs> because they had just discovered sugar. So that meant that you were like full you, of sugar. You had lots yeah, of food. You, yeah. Yeah. You had lots of food. Um, they used to use earwax as chapstick. Uh, ah. You know,
4: ah. and I said,
2: <laughs> I, I said, I <laughs> said, I you said cured all the addiction to sexuality with that comment. <laughs> no, I, I said to Tanya, I said, I can't even imagine kissing or being near somebody back then. The God yeah. was brilliant with the sex drive <laughs> because it'd be like, you come in and you'd be like, no, thank you. Yeah. But yeah. how do you, but how does, you know, it how had do you, to be stronger than it is today.
6: Yes, I think you're right. But for those who want to, Tear that apart and tear that vision apart. Where is the Where is the lowest hanging fruit? I mean, you talk about that sex drive; we go off the rails with it. What What is the lowest hanging fruit to break up the family and screw up? You know, uh, sex, Chris. Sex. Mm-hmm. We're, we're idiot guys. We 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 <laughs> fall for everything. You know, it doesn't. It take. You know, it doesn't take much. No, for I got go your off the rails. Right. That's all right, right. right. That's all right. I'm all right. in.
4: <laughs> Come over here.
6: So and and the numbers bear this out. I mean, and even among Christians, that's where the shocking thing is. Like culture, it's like everyone's got their bro porn now. I mean, the numbers... Numbers are, you know, eighty percent of people, all people have seen porn, like you know, un- un- especially from guys. But Christians are not immune to this, and so this bar- this study from Barna that came out recently, sixty five percent, two thirds of Christian men have viewed porn. They they view it about at least monthly. They admit to that. That's so amazing. That's two thirds of Christian men,
2: and the porn is not like when I was growing up. You know, there was. One kid that had a Playboy magazine, <laughs> right. you know what I mean. You had to shame yourself yeah. and go into like some, you know, like concrete, no window building, yeah. and like
6: your car would be there and be like, oh, there he goes into right. the porn store. Like no, and it's
2: you're... and it's not that way now. Now it right. is the worst of the worst. Now it's degrading, yeah.
6: and it's super and you, it's, easy to get at to everywhere, everywhere. Right? And everywhere. and the and the real shocking stat, Glenn, is not only is that the case with technology and the prevalence, but among young people where it's most prevalent, eighteen to twenty-four year old men now the numbers show that they view it as a morally acceptable choice or indifferent
2: to it a majority so so well can i tell you something i mean you're a guy you're being told you can't look at women uh sexually you can't notice what they're wearing you uh rape is completely undefined mm-hmm. i mean you know I asked you out. You said no. I asked you out a second time, and now I'm <laughs> a rapist. Yeah, you know, I'm a rapist. <laughs> I mean, it's it's crazy and confusing, mm. and I don't know. You know, as a as a twenty something boy or a seventeen year old boy, what what, what? Well, it's, and yeah. people would argue it's consequence free, right? Like that's just yeah. You know, I, you don't have, online, I don't have. I'm not getting yelled at by right? anybody. I'm not getting into trouble with anybody. I you I mean. It's, it's consequence free. Right? It's not consequence
6: free. Right? Yeah, not at all. Um, I mean, uh, the, the the pastors that are in this course. Um, you may remember Glenn. I don't know if you know Doug Wilson, but he um he got famous because he was debating Christopher Hitchens. He went around and mm-hmm. he was the he was the apologist, the Christian mm-hmm. apologist that went around with him. And and so and so he lays that all out about how you know destructive this really is to relationships and how it's the silent killer because there's a stigma with with. Pornography, Like if you go into, you know, your church and you do your testimony and there's some sort of, you know, like a drug addiction or something like that, you know, there's a lot of sympathy for you and, and people, you know, roll out the record. Right. But there's, you know, if you come up and you're the porn guy, right. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, you don't, how many, how, how many times have you seen that testimony at your church? How, how many times have, have you seen, seen it? never seen it. Right. And so, and so, and actually the numbers in the study show that even church leaders are, are, are falling victim to to this so
4: i know maybe there's
2: a reason why they're not bringing it up there's a fear that they're going to be found out too i know in Mm -hmm. you know in 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 my church and you know my church is the goody tooth tooth you know we don't we drink milk um It's the number one reason families are breaking up. Mm-hmm. It is the number one wow. cause of of problem is pornography. It yeah. starts out as pornography and it just spirals out of control.
1: I'll say too, if you're if you're you know, if you're having a porn addiction issue, like you're probably not gonna want to stand up in front. You're right, because the stigma is big. I think what's interesting about what you've done here is like that the same way that the negatives of what has happened with porn, which is the stigma has been taken away because you can just do it online in your own home. Right. Like this course that you have is kind of the same. It takes away the stigma of having to admit it necessarily. You can kind of go through and, and hear these things without having to stand up in front of your church. I and don't, tell right. your neighbors. About Honestly, it. Right. It. I mean, yeah. I know you ready.
2: Yeah. I know it's really I know it's I understand the stigma. But it's the same kind of stigma as you would have as a as an alcoholic 25 yeah. years yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's it is. This is natural. As you said, yeah. God gave us this sex drive and it is different between men and women. And men are driven by their eyes. It, mm-hmm. We just are. We're very visual. Women are not as visual as we are when it comes to sex. And so there's. it's It's normal. It yeah. is normal yeah. that you would have this drive. What makes us not an animal is trying to say, okay, some of that is good. Some of the too much of this is bad. Right. Right. And, and what we're doing is, like I said, we're pressing
6: that reset button and showing you where God has laid this out because culture has gone so off the rails. And it's that's part of that's been infused in the church. I mean, even the stuff you let inside. You know, the stuff we allow ourselves to watch. I mean, because you can talk about pornography and say, oh, hardcore pornography. Yes, that's pornography. But what are you watching on Instagram? Which feeds are you looking at? I mean, is Instagram not like the <laughs> women in bikinis showing their butts <laughs> feed right now? I mean, like, only what does that do to your brain views. when you're just mm-hmm. scrolling that all the way through? I mean, it, it's, can, it's, can it's, that it's, be considered porn? I think uh, I think some people could make that case. You is, make a strong case.
2: This is an argument that, uh, you know, my wife and I have all the time. Um, because there's almost nothing that you can watch on, you know, Netflix or Amazon yeah. that unless it's an old TV series yeah. or something, there's yeah. almost nothing that you can watch yeah. that doesn't have this. You know, so, you know, just click, 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 you know, just go ahead and, and um, you know, fast forward through some of that crap. And that's the argument is on my wife. Like, don't st- stop watching. We have to stop watching this. Honey, let's just zip ahead of this part. Right. You know, but is that right right is that right because it's not because it's is the
1: course like does it have recommendations for
6: filters is it about that type of thing what's the approach we we mention those things because they're good like having internet filters and and accountability partners and those things are good but what we do is we really just try to get to the heart of it because those things are band-aids they're they're right the bible says our hearts are deceitful above all else Mm -hmm. so it's your, your heart's going to find a way. If you're still desiring that, your heart's going to find a way around your filter. You're going to find another device. You're going to know how to do this and that to get around it. So we, we try to rewire your heart and show you what God, we give you a positive vi- vision to shoot for. You can't just say, don't do it, don't right. do it. Right. So give me some of the stats. Um, well, I'm, you know, two thirds of all Christian men have viewed porn monthly. They admit that. Um, I, mean, I would assume too. That's if that's the admitted number. It's probably, probably it's, to it's probably not higher. actually just two thirds. I think it was something like uh, I don't have one in six church leaders have admitted to struggling with this issue. That's church one leaders. in six, and so you know nine percent of churches only have only nine percent of churches actually have resources dedicated. To this. And I and I believe because and, and this is just you know me sort of projecting this you know and guessing this, but because of that and the rampant you know numbers that are here. I think that there's probably a little bit of fear in some of these leaders because they feel hypocritical, you know, coming out and, and saying like, let's fight this thing because they know they're struggling it with, with themselves. But uh, I'll give you one more. Um, uh, kids are being exposed to porn. I mean, my kids went on Siri the other day and actually said something and they misund- Siri misunderstood it and came back with like a sexual thing. And, and my son was like, what's that all about? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so kids are accidentally or intentionally getting exposed to pornography as young as 10 and 11 years old. And they're getting married later. So now think about that. If you start getting into porn at 10, 11, 12 years old and it becomes a habit for you um, and then you don't get married until you're 28 or 29 years old, you've been poisoning your brain now in how you view women for, you know, two thirds of your life, two thirds yeah. of your life. And then now we're and expecting it takes, these
2: people to, to right. be, be a good husband. And it takes mm-hmm. more and more to excite you. Yes. I mean, it just... Well, it's, it's the a, gateway. It's the gateway. It is. You
6: start with porn and, and we we look at affairs and that's the other thing that... Mm-hmm. Where does that usually start? That didn't mm-hmm. start just one day you wake up and say, I'm going to no. go have an affair with my secretary. <laughs> it started in the house, in your phone. you yeah. know. And like, and we can talk about this, but I guarantee you our voices right now, we're hitting... Pe- the numbers don't lie. The numbers don't lie. We are hitting you. We're not hitting your neighbor. We're not hitting somebody else. I guarantee you there's somebody sitting in their car listening to this and and it's hitting home right now because it's the silent killer and you've been walking around with that... With that shame and guilt. And so that's why we made this course, setfreecourse.com, because, you know, God wants you to be free from this. He, he wants you to live, you know, shame-free, guilt-free from this, and he's given you the tools to fight it. And so that's what we point you to. Thank you very much, Dan. Thank you. Thank you for having me.
2: Yeah, <laughs> He guess he's doing something with his life <laughs> yeah, after this. But.
1: Setfreecourse.com is the place to go get it. And the Israel thing is coming up, too. We're going to be doing the Israel yes. documentary. I was talking to Dan a little bit earlier today about some of the experiences of seeing the media as they cover the Palestinians
2: versus the way they cover
1: the Israelis. Yeah, that wasn't and the goal to
2: go over there, no. to cover the media. And yet that's what this documentary became because the media was, if you didn't stay with the gaggle, you actually you actually observed something of the gaggle yeah. that they're just yeah. never aware of. Well, and and even more shocking, Glenn, is when the gaggle's there, they
6: get the story wrong. I mean, it was unbelievable to me, you know, because we went there to watch Trump, you know, actually do what the other presidents didn't do yeah. and, and open the, the uh, U.S. embassy there in, in Jerusalem. And so um, that's what we were there for. But then what we saw was how the media concocts a narrative that's completely false, um, and I'll, I'll tell you a quick story, uh, you know, you know for some, some, context, I downloaded an app while I was there called red alert. And so you can try this at home and test it and see if I'm, see if I'm, I'm full of it, but it's called red alert. And what it does is it, it, you know, you know, those annoying alerts you get on your phone when there's mm-hmm. like a flood and it's mm-hmm. like, eh, like really loud. Well, it does mm-hmm. that whenever a missile or rocket is launched into Israel. Cause we wanted to follow, okay, there's rockets falling down right, here. Right, we're going right. to go, we're going to go find where they are. And so I downloaded this app and so it went off a few times while we were there. Uh, I get home. And, you know, all of a sudden at like two in the morning, like my my phone's just going bananas and like all day for like three days in a row, like on and off. I'm getting these. I had to delete the app because it was so annoying that I was that these rockets were getting shot into Israel all the time,
0: you know, and then what does the media show?
6: So that's the picture. Like there's the context, like their rockets are flying in from Gaza all the time. (laughs) Then the media shows up and is like, look at these Israeli, you know, evil soldiers just gunning down innocent, hapless yeah. Uh, protesters there on the on the Gaza border. Why, why do you think the Israelis are taking it very seriously when they're burning tires, when they're burning tires, and they're trying to break through the fence? They're taking it seriously because all the rest of the days they're getting <laughs> rocket shot at them.
2: Dan, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. All right. For more than uh, three uh, three years, a software vulnerability in the Google Plus social media network gave third-party developers potential access to users' private profile information. Not a problem. Are you one of those people? Google says that uh, more than uh, half a million users uh, who shared their private profile data with a friend could have had their data accessed. There's no evidence that anybody did, but it also doesn't have to happen right away. With your personal information from data exposures, criminals can open up accounts. They can file tax returns. They can buy property. There's a million different ways. My my wife was just hacked by the Russians. And somebody else, uh, Michelle, I think, was just uh, attacked by the Russians, too. Everything's in Cyrillic now. They've mm-hmm. just taken the, the email, uh, and they're sending out mass emails. So if you get something, you know... That's From my wife, it's not it's it's not her. Oh, I think she sent me something with a really good uh, herbal pharmacy that I thought was great online. Uh, that's <laughs> a good deals so. Anyway, uh, this way, new LifeLock identity theft protection is available. They now have added the power of Norton Security to protect you against the threats to your identity and to your devices. Sometimes you don't see them. Nobody can stop all cyber threats, prevent it all, uh, all identity threats, or um, you know monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock with Norton Security see the threats that you might miss on your own. So go to LifeLock.com right now, or call one eight hundred LifeLock. Use the promo code Beck get an extra ten percent off your first year, plus a twenty five dollar Amazon gift card with annual enrollment. That's promo code Beck. Terms and conditions to apply. Today. The Clintons, Obama, the White House, CNN have all received suspicious packages. We don't know if anything was in these yet. We've gone through this before. We went through this right after nine eleven when suspicious packages were sent to everybody. This has got to stop. It's just got to stop. Um, the violence uh, and the threat of violence on, on either side is wrong and has to stop. And I... I hope that all politicians on both sides and all media on all sides recognize the role that all have played in bringing us here. It's got to stop. Ratchet it down.
0: Glenn
4: Beck, Mercury.